0: Welcome to the Great Longboat Podcast. I'm Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Today, we focus in on the track, Blue All The Way Through from 2016's album 7. This is the beginning of the uh, string arrangements on every seventh album, elaborate string arrangements indeed. And um, I just got done mastering the uh, album 21 uh, and that's got some very nice string arrangements on it too. So anyhow, I hope uh, the summer, which just began, is uh, being good to you. Um, I hope you are successfully escaping the coronavirus. I went in, uh, my, my lovely wife and I, uh, last week, went in and got tested, and I have to tell you that having a swab stuck up both nostrils is like 10 seconds of the most uncomfortable uh, experience that you could possibly imagine. But the the good news is that it came back negative. So it's always great to think negative in this. Uh, I knew that thinking negative would come on come to pay off one of these days. And there you have it. Well, uh, what can we say about this tune? I, I I wanted to write. I always want to have uh, to depart from what I have done before. And album seven was. A departure from *Kill the Music*, which was an epic forty-nine track double album about the life of a musician in these in this crazy century, and uh, and I just wanted to have an album of songs, and I wanted these songs to have strings in them because here I was going along and writing songs, thinking, oh, you know, this would this would sound really nice with a string arrangement in it, but then I would have to pay for a full session of strings for these guys to come in and they would only play on two songs. So I thought it was more economically feasible and and it would make more sense to have, to compile tunes for strings, st- string arrangements, if you will, and and then have, and then record them, say, one time every seven albums. And uh, at that time, you know, when, when I was doing this, I uh, had recorded six albums in, what is it, uh, um, five years. So, it was, I started in 2011, and then this was the first album of 2016, and I had five, uh, five albums already, or actually, sorry, six albums already done, because it's album seven. And, um, and so... I did that. I've got, uh, there are 13 tracks on this and there are 11 string arrangements. I, you know, I didn't, I I wasn't really striving for consistency. I just wanted uh, plurality and a majority of the songs to have string arrangements in them. And then of course, seven albums later, album 14, I had uh, i had string arrangements but i had extended the the orchestra in some places in other places it was it was the same number as this and this was only just four violins and occasionally a viola too and um now um and and having recorded album 21 that ensemble was the same size from start to finish there are 12 tunes on it 11. Uh, 11 string arrangements and the the ensemble size is of course uh three first violins two seconds viola and two cellos so eight eight um piece string orchestra and of course the the trick that you use there if you want a large sounding arrangement is you just multi-track them you just record them two or three times and presto instant orchestra just about And of course, um, my advice, if you are into writing string arrangements for pop songs is to hire the best string players. If you hire people who have uncertain intonation and um, can't read music very well, uh, you will find yourself tearing out your hair. Um, I was lucky enough to work with uh, a number of folks from Seattle Symphony Orchestra, the Ballet Orchestra, and. Numerous orchestras around town and I and I I worked with them on my second album I hired them as a string quartet and I've kind of expanded out so we've doubled the string quartet We have eight people now and um, yeah, so the the album 21 is mastered of course album 14 has been done since uh, Last year that, that was recorded last year and uh, and album 7 was the first of three albums in 2016 and like I said, I was trying to depart from from Kill the Music. I just wanted songs. And Kill the Music did not do very well. It was a... I, I didn't really realize that when program directors see a double album, they, they pretty much say, no, no, uh, let's not preview that. If they see something with nine tracks on it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. This is bite size. If they see something with 49 tracks on it, yeah, they're, they're, they're not overly keen to to preview it because it's just going to take a lot of time. So as, as a consequence, it didn't get previewed, so it didn't get very good airplay. And since I had no PR to back it up to, you know, to try to sell it to magazines, it, you know, it died an igno- ignoble death, just like every other thing that I've, Released and now I actually do have a PR company and <laughs> things are going no better. Um, I, I I I will get into it one of these days, uh, but the the campaign goes on and I'm just I'm sort of completely bewildered by um, how it's it's almost like having no PR at all. Um, and so, but anyhow I. <laughs> getting back to why i wanted this to be a departure i just want i wanted to do songs i wanted to do pretty songs i wanted to do kind of sad songs and and i didn't you know it's 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 what is appropriate for a for as what how do you use strings on 11 out of 13 tunes and for this song, "Blew All the Way Through," it they only come in at the end. I couldn't I couldn't fit them in anywhere else. I wanted this nice, spacious sound, and and I've got these you know wonderful backing vocals by um, by Alicia Dara and Glenn Cooper, and um, and you know this sort of nice lazy um, acoustic guitar from Jeff Fielder, and and very very solid. Uh, uh, bass playing by Keith Lowe. And so, yeah, I, I just, I wanted a nice pretty tune. There's, there is no deeper meaning in the lyrics other than it just kind of, I, I just talk about colors. And, you know, it's blue all the way through. And it may, the, the chorus, uh, which I start out with, it might sound a little odd, and that's because it's in six four. It goes into four on the um, uh, on the verses and on the instrumental breaks, but uh, you are totally in six four in on the choruses, and so that's that's why there there was a a, a bit of confusion among some of the players that. They didn't quite know how to approach that, and uh, it was cleared up almost immediately. And um, it, it, it was it was a lot of fun to play. And of course, when the strings came in, everything I it, you know you, you have this kind of ascending uh, these this ascending arrangement happening at the end and. I think they just they sounded fantastic. I think they're like triple tracked. There are four players here, uh, and and I, I think we triple tracked them because I wanted something that sounded kind of lush. I think there there are three parts, three parts. They're double. the The first is doubled, and then uh, second and third are single. And so if you triple track them, then you've got um, you've got six firsts, uh, three seconds, and three third violins. So, um, yeah, so let's give credit where it's due. Um, We have uh, Jeff Fielder on acoustic guitar, Keith Lowe on bass, uh, yours truly on uh, 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 drums and electronics, Alicia Dara Glenn Cooper on backing vocals. uh, uh, Let's see, uh, (laughs) Steve Bryant, Tom Zikonski, Rachel Porter, and Sue Jane Bryant on violins. Johnny Sangster, he recorded it and mixed it. It was at Studio Litho and it was mastered by the great Ed Brooks at Resonant Mastering. This is blue all the way through.
1: Almost all the guys
0: yes that's my turn at a mellow pop song when we were mastering it ed brooks said to me oh yeah this one would sound great on kimmel and oh thank you so much ed for having such belief in me i am such i'm so far from kimmel you would not even believe it I, i could be you know on you know floating above neptune and i I I would be closer to Kimmel there than I am here in a in a you know figurative sense, but um yeah I, uh I had I had fun making this album it was good it was it was a super experience and you know like all albums I'm thinking yeah this one's gonna turn the corner for me I've got some I've got you know some nice rock songs I've got some some uh extended length uh kind of thing, things that are sort of merging minimalism with pop music and um i'm just uh i'm i'm thinking that this is this is going to do it for me well this is the seventh album i just recently finished up to 21st um i i have no illusions anymore i just i i really i always think that um you know, making these albums is, is is an act of optimism, and I don't know. My optimism is almost gone now, uh, and so I'm I'm a little bit unsure what I'm going to do next. All I know is that uh, on July sixth, I'm back in the studio to record uh, basically Blue Volume Two and it is, uh, you know, basically Blue Volume 1 is going to come out at the end of the summer in August, and then album 21, and then that will be it for albums for 2020. Um, and then 2021, I've got three albums to release, and uh, I, I would like to record some too. Uh, I, I, I'm sort of itching to play drums on an album, uh, because I, the last one that I did was was D minus, and of course you know that being four years ago, uh, so it was it was a while, and uh, I had I had so much fun, and uh, um, I remember telling Johnny, Johnny, who who was the um, my engineer, um, that I was going to play drums on this album, and. In in true Johnny fashion, he said, "I think that's the worst idea in the world," and <laughs> and of course I was like, I I was kind of asked him why because I you know I was I'm I'm a, a functionally good drummer I'm not you know I'm I'm not what Bill Bruford. I'm not some you know Prague uh, uh, God I'm I'm not. I'm not Ginger Baker. Okay, that, that there's a guy who I, I I think we can all agree is a, is a really great drummer. I mean, I can't say like Keith Moon. I won't say Neil Peart because yeah, um because I don't like Rush at all. And um but yeah, we'll say we'll say Ginger Baker. I'm not I'm not as good as he is, but uh I you know, at least my my time was good, my fills were solid, my playing was crisp. And so I thought that I got some got some unfair treatment from Johnny either way I mean this is the last this is the last uh, album that I recorded with him and it wasn't because of any disagreements or personality clashes I, I like Johnny I like playing I, I like recording with him I think he's a great engineer if you're in Seattle and you want to record uh, with somebody I highly recommend him um, it's just. I stopped recording with him because he was went out on tour. I was reco- re- going to record two albums that summer, uh, D plus and D minus, and he was out on tour with uh, Nico Case and Katie Lang and Laura Veers, and uh, and so he couldn't do it. And so I had Floyd, who was the house engineer at Litho, and I kind of haven't looked back since then. Floyd is a Floyd is a a. a, a Great engineer and a very very nice guy and um, and just case in point uh, this album twenty one that we just just finished mastering we finished recording it a couple of weeks ago and finished mastering it uh, just this last week and I'm uh, once again I, I, if I, I I know I've said it before but I will say it again it's I. I really like this album. I and I'm going to say about this is what I've what I say about every album, you know, I think it's really gonna turn a corner for me and uh, so we'll we'll see if it does. but it's got some got some good tunes on it. It has a lot of tunes that were uh, just sort of kicking around for several years for many years in fact, there are a couple that I wrote back the the song starts i I wrote the, these song beginnings. Um, before I even recorded my first album. So some of these go back to like 2010. and they just, I would revisit them and add to them and revisit them and add to them and forget about them and come back and and it's nice. There are two examples of this on album twenty one. Uh, the Wilderness Sears and Richard Harris, and those things—they have been knocking around forever. But if a song wants to be a song badly enough, it will be a song. And and I, I admire their tenacity. That they, they have all—they've—they've they've kept in my kept on the uh, themselves on the horizon long enough for me to uh, to figure out a place for them. And uh, and it's almost like I, I you know, they, they sort of willed themselves into being and it had nothing to do with what I did. But anyhow, um, well, there's that is blue all the way through. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, you can uh, email me at uh, longboatpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com to stream Longboat's discography. You can go to uh, Bandcamp and it's uh, longboat.bandcamp.com. You'll get everything you can stream for free. Have at it. Knock yourself out. So that's this week's episode. And as I always say, if you don't like this tune, I have others. You will be hearing from me again. Thanks. Bye.